Stuff Freaks, it's your boy Marty here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. This episode was brought to you by our good friend. Good friend. Is the company a friend? Is a company a person? Is a corporation a person? Weekly. In the U.S., I believe they're identified or they're designated as people. So that it, our good friend Unchained Capital, he's right down the hall. She, it, they, them. Not sure of their pronouns, but they're down the hall. And they're here to bring you proper Bitcoin products. They start with their multi-sig vault, which is two or three multi-sig, which you hold two keys, so you always have control of your UTXOs. Unchained is there to be the second in the two or three multi-sig quorum if you need them to sign for you above that multi-sig structure which is the basis of their company they're offering you products they have an ira where you can roll your ira into bitcoin and hold your own keys using multi-sig they have a lending desk which allows you to put bitcoin up as collateral in a multi-sig escrow account to get dollars with an attached interest rate using your bitcoin to get liquidity and now they have a trading desk it's available i believe in 37 states Right now, it's the most secure to, way to buy Bitcoin. You set up a vault, and then you sign up for Unchained's trading desk at unchained.com slash trading, and then you go, you buy Bitcoin. doesn't hover on Unchained's exchange at all. They're not an exchange. It doesn't hover on Unchained. You buy Bitcoin. It goes directly to multi-sig cold storage. It's the best, most secure way to buy Bitcoin. Buy straight to multi-sig cold storage. You buy straight to multi-sig cold storage. It's a beautiful thing. Go to unchained.com slash trading. Check it out. Uh, make sure that your state is available right now. They're adding states every day. Right now, I believe it's 37, maybe 38. That list is growing week in and week out, it seems. Check it out. I've used it. It's a great product. Makes me feel secure. You buy straight to multi-sig cold storage. No third-party risk there. This trip is also brought to you by good friends at Brain. wrap this one should i wrap the brains ad read are you a minor i can't wrap i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna embarrass myself or besmirch the brain's name because it's a very very strong brand very strong name in the bitcoin space brains is the team behind brains pool formerly slush pool the oldest bitcoin mining pool in existence been around for quite some time uh they're the creators of brains os plus firmware which allows you to download custom firmware onto compatible ASICs to help you stack more sats as hash price is hovering around seven cents a day. It is important that you are a smart miner. And if you have ASICs that are compatible with brains and you're not running it, you are not running your operation smartly. You are running it like an idiot. You need to get as much profit margin as possible at these low hash prices and that's what Brains allows you to do, Brains OS Plus firmware. So if you have an ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus firmware, make sure you have it downloaded. You're going to stack more sats. Your wife's not going to look at you funny. You're going to elongate the life cycle of that ASIC. It's beautiful all around. Go check out Brains Insights as well, where you can monitor the hash price, monitor, monitor the difficulty, look at pool breakdowns, look at profit calculators. Check out their blog. Check out their books. Brains.com. B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at HODL HODL. HODL HODL is here to bring you a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform. No KYC, 
no AML, leverages Bitcoin's multi-sig properties uh, and has lower rates than other lending platforms. What you do is you put your Bitcoin up in a two or three multi-sig escrow account, two or three multi-sig wallet that is an escrow account. You hold one key. Your counterparty in the loan holds one key and HODL HODL holds the third key. Since you have one key in that two or three multi-sig quorum, obviously you can't move the Bitcoin by yourself. However, you do have visibility into the escrow wallet throughout the duration of your loan so that you can have comfort and peace of mind knowing that your sats are not being rehypothecated like some other lenders like to do. It's not possible on HODL HODL. You put your Bitcoin up as collateral, you get stable coins in return. You can spend them as you see fit as long as you're paying back that loan plus the interest associated with it. You're going to get your sats back at the end of the day. Alternatively, if you want to get yield on stable coins that you have laying around, you would put them up uh, to be lent out on lend.hodlhodl.com. You do that. Uh, you give the stable coins. You see the Bitcoin in the escrow wallet. You expect that that person will pay back plus the interest that you attach to your loan. If they don't, you get some of the sats in the escrow account. It's a beautiful thing. Lend.hodlhodl.com. No KYC, no AML, peer-to-peer, leverages Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties and has lower rates than other lending platforms. Go check it out. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at Blockstream. All right, Blockstream Jade, particularly. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Layer 2 assets on liquids such as stablecoins. You can further enhance your security by keeping the keys to your Bitcoin and liquid assets safely offline with Jade. Blockstream Jade houses a camera in full color 20, excuse me, 240 by 135 pixel 16-bit display. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Manage your assets from mobile or desktop with Jade-compatible wallets such as Blockstream Green, Electrum, Sparrow, Inspector. Use the promo code FREAKS, F-R-E-A-K-S, and get 15% off. It's promo code FREAKS at Blockstream.com slash Jade-Wallet. Blockstream.com slash Jade-Wallet. Very cheap device, and you're going to get it even cheaper when you use the code FREAKS. Enjoy this rip, FREAKS. Tiki. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. And we're live. You've got a homemade latte. I've got a Starbucks made iced coffee. Yeah, I'm a black coffee kind of guy, but my lady's practicing making lattes with our espresso machine. So, is that the twenty? Is that the twenty seventeen bull market splurge espresso machine? No, this was uh, an upgraded wedding espresso machine. Okay. Actually, a very prominent Bitcoiner got it for us. So if you're listening, thank you, sir. Apparently, we're getting a, an espresso machine here in the comments. I'm very excited. He's going to scoff at me calling him a prominent Bitcoiner, but he's prominent <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys have, what, an espresso over there? We have an espresso, like a little... Uh, like the capsules, right? Yeah, the pods. Yeah, you put it in. It does yeah, the you job. you get a real one. 
We're going to get a real one. Kaylee's been working on it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy late Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for all the freaks. Happy Thanksgiving to the freaks and uh, to our non-American freaks. Uh, we're grateful for you as well, uh, even though it's not your holiday. Yeah, for you non-American freaks, once a year, we Americans gather around the table to, to, to express what we're thankful for. And I would echo what Matt said. I'm, I'm thankful for for Matt, for you freaks, for my family, for life, for God, for this chaotic time we're living in. It's chaotic, I had, uh, but we're learning a lot. I had, I had one of what I thought was one of my best shit posts ever. Uh, yesterday that just didn't get enough hate like it was it was designed to get as much hate as possible and the the tweet was uh we should have the world cup every thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) i had one on wednesday i threw out there it did get a lot of hate about satoshi's intention behind bitcoin oh well i mean i i think i would like to think that you accidentally stumbled accidentally stumbled into the NVK false mess. Um, it was accidental. Yes. I wasn't, it wasn't the best tweet. Your tweet was wrong. Satoshi, Satoshi was well aware that anyone can fork Bitcoin if they want to. Yes. And, yeah. and the beauty, the beauty of false, the beauty of, of, of the MIT license, which is a completely free and open source license, free as in freedom is that the code outlives any creator. Um, it's viral in nature. It will survive all of us because anyone can modify it. Anyone can distribute it. Anyone can monetize it, do whatever the fuck they want to do with it, even if that means creating shit coins. Yeah. Agreed. But I don't think Satoshi wanted a world of like all these shit coins. Well, I mean, he was around when... Uh, I mean, he did support well, Namecoin and like BitDNS. Yeah, Namecoin was, a, I was about to say, Namecoin was a straight fork of Bitcoin. And it was MergeMind, um, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was later MergeMind, but in the beginning, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, no, in the beginning it wasn't. It was sharing SHA-256, and that's why Namecoin then- <laughs> eventually failed. It's because it could easily be attacked. Yeah, I mean, it failed for many reasons, but anyway... That's my shit post. Got a lot of hate. Sometimes, sometimes you hit it. Sometimes you don't. But here we are. But mine, yours wasn't designed to get hate. Mine was was perfectly. I thought perfectly crafted to get a bunch of angry replies from Europeans, from people who don't like soccer, football, wherever you're from. I what, uh, have you been watching the World Cup at all? Yeah, I fucking love the World Cup. It's my favorite bread and circus event of of everything. If you combine all sports, Academy Awards, all the different types of things, like bread and circuses, like I would say there's a big bread and circuses, uh, you know, to, to make the populace happy and excited about something. There's this huge uh, circle that all this stuff lives in. And I think the World Cup is the best. It's better than the Olympics. It's better than the Super Bowl. Fucking love it. And uh, they actually got the streaming kind of good this year um, in terms of like accessibility. So like I actually recorded a podcast the other day while I was watching the USA game. Um, 
like in a picture in picture window in my browser. Did Sergey know you were it. doing this? Oh, it wasn't the Sergey part. It was with MVK and he was well he was well aware I was saying the score as we were going. The um And USA plays today. We play against England. It's big game. A massive, One, massive match. One thirty Eastern? I think it's one central. One central. Yeah, so we're um, going to make that. This is going to be a tight rip today, Freaks. I have a call. It's a perfect example of the failure of not having a single time zone. Is that it's really a pain in the ass to figure out what time it is. But I think it's one central. Yeah. A lot of upset. Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Japan yeah, beating Germany. Iran beat Wales this morning. Really? It's not good for the U.S.? Yeah. No, that's why this match is even more important now. Yeah. But anyway, Freaks, it's going to be a tight rip today. That was the sports ball talk for the day. Yes, sir. Since it's a tight rip, we'll jump right into the dashboard. We're currently sitting at 16,478 cuck bucks, according to Clark Moody's dashboard. One cuck buck's going to get you 6,069 sats. Nice. Actually, I think I have to refresh. There's nothing going on on this page right now. We can see it now. We couldn't see it at first. Price is higher. 16,494 cuck bucks per Bitcoin. One cuck bucks going to get you 6,063 sats now. We're at block height 764,684. We had a difficulty adjustment between last week's rip and this week's rip, and that was a upward adjustment and upward adjustment of 0.5%. Which is weird. Looking at the dashboard, something's going to be wrong with the dashboard. It says the block time over those 2016 blocks was 10 minutes and 17 seconds. So you'd think it would be negative. It was a negative adjustment. I think yeah, it was, it was a, slightly negative, right? Yeah, it was negative 0.5. So Clark, your dashboard's fucked up. It uh, looks like we're going to get a negative again. It's looking like that now. We're 1,396 blocks away from the next adjustment, which is estimated to be on December 5th, 2022. It's going to be a, a negative 8.4% adjustment as of right now. Oh, no. Mempool.space, we're both wrong. Mempool.space said a half a half percent difficulty adjustment up was last difficulty. That's what Clark says, too. But then, like, the block time over that period is greater than 10 minutes. Let's check well, this out. We should be verifying on our own node, but verify on Wiz's node and, uh, or maybe Clark's pulling it from Wiz's node. Maybe. Previ yeah. Note. Brains is saying previous adjustment was an upward adjustment of 0.51% too. That's enough verification for me. Three you sources. Should, uh, you should check your own node though. Hmm. That average block times over that epoch is going to fuck me up. Um, there are 6,575 transactions in Clark's mempool right now. And there are 5,765.68 Bitcoin in unspent capacity in Samurai Whirlpool and is currently 95.1 million cuck bucks in unspent value. More people whirlpooling, more sats. Less cuckbuck value. It's good to see. Uh, what a week. I mean, not too much crazy news. Obviously, big holiday weekend here in the States, but the contagion of FTX 
is still sending ripples throughout the market. Uh, we mentioned last week that Genesis may be in danger of getting pulled into the contagion, it seems like since last week's episode. And today that there has been a bit of confirmation that this may be the case, it became apparent that there has been some uh, intercompany funds sloshing around between uh, Digital Currency Group and Genesis. It has become apparent that the Digital Currency Group, which is the parent company of Genesis, lent Genesis, what was it, $1.7 billion or something like that? Just just a humble $1.1 billion $1. to bail $1 out their three-hour capital exposure. Yes. So that was this was a promissory 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 note there we go it's early i'm still waking up still got the turkey and it has a 2032 due date of return so that's 10 10 year 10 year promissory genesis if genesis goes bankrupt they're like the last in line to get paid back which explains why they're trying to raise a billion dollars in a the worst possible time to raise money period let alone in bitcoin uh you know, money's tight right now. DCG has had, um, they've dominated through multiple cycles, but usually they have very easy, cheap external capital that they're able to to, to raise from at any given time. And uh, this is the first time they haven't, you know, had access to that because of the Fed tightening. Um, so it should be interesting. I mean, that's all you really need. To, like they've given more information out to try and quell market fears, um, but really all you need to know is like if if someone's trying to raise that much money in this environment, it's desperation. Yes, there's no there's no other reason to do that um, unless you're absolutely desperate. Uh, DCG's most famous product is GBTC Grayscale. Um, which is the closed-end fund that's not an ETF that's been trading at a discount all, for most of the year. Previously, it was always trading at a premium. Um, and they played a lot. They played a lot of fucking non-humble, reckless, lack of risk management games between Three Hours Capital and Alameda. Like there's, they haven't admitted to it, but it, it seems like they took uh, Terra, which was the so-called stable coin that was backed by the Luna shit coin that imploded at one point, a billion dollars, one and a half billion dollars worth of Terra they took on their balance sheet as part of loans. So they were playing like all these like circular leverage games with the premium and Genesis and DCG. And it's just like, it's finally catching up to them is what it, what it seems like to me. Yeah. They've had to eat a lot of losses this year. Terra Luna, 3AC and now Alameda. They were exposed to all of those blow ups, apparently. And Logan, scroll down. Go to the chart. The, the premium flow chart. Thing. No, the flow chart. No, no, down Keep further. Going down. Keep going down. You'll see it. It's got like a bunch of arrows. Keep going. Keep there. Now scroll up a little bit. He explains what this chart is. Three Arrows Capital borrows Bitcoin from Genesis as a lender with some small amount of collateral. Three Arrows Capital then passes this BTC to Genesis as an authorized participant to create new GBTC shares. Genesis locks that Bitcoin in the trust via Grayscale, so that's then custodied with Coinbase. 
then those shares are trading at a premium. So three hours capital then gives back the shares to Genesis and then takes a USD loan out from Genesis. And then they, they Very circular. The then scroll down the chart. This is fucking ridiculous. This is like no one. I don't want to hear anything like, oh, DCG got unlucky with like market or like three hours capital blew up. They didn't think FTX was going to blow up. This is fucking insane. They had a money printer in GBTC. They were literally just printing their 2% fucking fees on GBTC. It was just free money forever. And and they lost their humility and they went fucking ape shit on this. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so the chart that we have on screen is from a Medium article that was written in July of this year that we actually covered uh, yep. back when it was originally released uh, by Data Finnovation. Dot medium.com uh, the article is titled 3ac dcg amazing coincidences and they highlight in this article and they were able to unearth all this information because both three arrows capital and genesis had to release public filings of their activities and they were basically able to discover this flow chart that we have on screen and this flow of funds and creation of gbtc and the use of GBTC as collateral for 3AC to get um, dollars. But then as well, they were, they were highlighting that Genesis was lending out user Bitcoin to create GBTC shares, which again goes back to rehypothecation and pulling it forward to today highlights why they may be uh, in a desperate situation because it seems that Genesis and GBTC were rehypothecating Bitcoin and all these blowups no. are... But I don't think, I don't think they weren't necessarily using GBTC Bitcoin for that initial lend. Um, they, I, what they were using was my understanding is what they were using was well, it gets locked up block, in GBTC, right? But yeah, they were using like BlockFi user Bitcoin or Gemini Earn user Bitcoin or Celsius user Bitcoin, right? Like they all these products that were seeking yield for their customers were lending that Bitcoin to Genesis. Genesis was then lending that Bitcoin to Three Hours Capital, Alameda and others. And then supposed to pass back that quote unquote yield, that percentage return of the loan back to the end users, which were of these different so-called yield products that are all going under right now. Um, that's why Gemini Earn is has withdrawals halted right now because Genesis isn't paying them out. Yes. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's you know it's very weird that DCG refuses to to show cryptographic signed messages like actual verifiable proof that the Bitcoin is being held at at Coinbase. But I'm pretty sure that Bitcoin is at Coinbase custody right now, like the Bitcoin that's supposed to be backing GBTC. It's just the leverage was built all around that. Yes. They didn't stay humble. Like, look no, at this flow chart. fucking bad. So that was another thing yes. that became unearthed through all yeah. this, which is that Coinbase came out and they publicly said, hey, don't worry, we have GBTC's Bitcoin. We can't say exactly Without where. Without any proof. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they also mentioned that they, they custody 2 million Bitcoin in all. Well, Brian Armstrong Zappo. tweeted that out. That was already in 10, their intent queue. 
uh, like it was in their public filings. Um, so this is not new information, but yeah, it's not great that Coinbase custodies 2 million Bitcoin. Um, they don't, it doesn't give them more control over the protocol. This is not a proof of stake network. Um, but obviously it's a massive single point of failure. It could cause price, you know, the price could go down if they, if they were to, to sell it or go bankrupt or something. Um, but like on the protocol level, that doesn't actually represent a threat. Agreed. Agreed. So like what, like 650,000 of that 2 million is, is, is supposedly GBTC. Yes. And a lot of that 2 million is probably what they acquired when they acquired Zappo. It's probably mainly Zappo users. Right. That were they have a Zappos lot of institutional school. custody customers too, presumably. I think all this is in public information, but I never really cared to look into it. Just, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Learn how to self-custody. It's easier than you think. But you're all holding yourself. Yes. That's the silver lining of all this. It seems that many people are pulling their coins off exchange and into self-custody. If you're doing that. All-time high self-custody probably right now. It's impossible to verify, but yes. And if you're seems an like it. If you're an individual out there who's in the process of doing this or thinking about doing this, there should be a measured sense of urgency with measured understanding of what you're doing. Make sure you practice, make sure you understand how to back up and secure your seed phrase. Make sure you get comfortable with sending and receiving transactions and the user experience flow of creating new addresses so you're not commingling UTXOs and then when you're sending using coin That's control. Fine. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to deal with coin control right now, freaks. If you're holding if you're holding <laughs> your, your coins on custody Right, you have no privacy with the custodian already. All those coins are are linked on the custodian side. Um, the at, at the bare minimum, I think the way to look at it is do it. Set up a self custody wallet. You don't. It doesn't have to be proper cold storage right now. You can always upgrade to that later. You know, either download Sparrow Wallet on the desktop, download Blue Wallet on your phone. Um, if you use Blue Wallet, don't use the Lightning portion. That's custodial. Just use the on-chain portion. Send a test transaction from your exchange. Your The backup process for both of these wallets, whether it's Sparrow or Blue Wallet, is these backup words. We call them seed words. These are your secret backup words. Anyone who has access to those can spend your funds. So you want to write them down offline. Do not put them in your Apple Notes. Do not take a screenshot of them. Write them down offline. Then delete the wallet, then go through the restore process where you put those words back in to the device, whether that's your computer with Sparrow wallet or your phone with Blue wallet. And that transaction should reappear. Your test transaction should be there. If you did that, your backup is good. And then you want to make sure that backup's secure. Then you want to consider upgrading your setup in the weeks and months that follow, get a hardware wallet. Uh, go through the same process. Know go through the same process and move the funds to the hardware wallet version. Both Blue Wallet and Sparrow Wallet allow you to interact directly with a hardware wallet. So you can, that same software wallet that you're used to using that you've already moved your funds to, you can easily then use that with a hardware wallet. And the nice thing about a hardware wallet is the keys are on that dedicated device and the hardware wallet doesn't 
the, that secret, the hardware well is designed so that secret will not be on your online device, will not be on your computer. Right now, if you if you do the first step, as I said, that secret, those secret words, your private keys are on an online device. So they presumably could be hacked through the internet if someone's actively attacking you. Um, but that risk is significantly less than if you just keep your funds with someone else. Yes. It's a process. It's a learning experience. It's a new way to interact with money. So make sure you practice. Make sure you go through the steps that Matt just laid out. And get your coins off the exchange. It's time. And it sucks that it's events like this that finally force people to action to take responsibility. But we're here. I'm sure a lot of you have questions and are thinking about this and may be nervous, but millions of people have done it throughout the last 14 years and it's it's you can do it too you, you can do it if i can do it you can do it trust me it's easier than you think yes and again this has been a theme the last couple of weeks but to reiterate bitcoin demands extreme ownership and personal responsibility it's it's not easy taking personal responsibility but it is worthwhile when it comes to Bitcoin and securing your your wealth and securing your financial autonomy in the digital age. So go about it. If you have any questions, Matt and I are always willing to help. I've, I've been fielding a lot of DMs about wallet questions and, and best practices. So if, if you're out there, don't be shy. I'll, I'll try to respond if I see it. I love seeing the messages. That's like, that's how I know we're at self custody all time high. People are, people are, are actually starting to practice personal responsibility. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a sight to behold. It's beautiful to see. It is. No, and it's like, these. also, also there's, there's a lot of influencers that were just keeping, keeping their, their, their coins with custodians this whole fucking time. <laughs> that much has, that much has become apparent to me. Yes. I mean, come on guys. Like, look, I don't, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. I'm not trying to say who can and cannot make educational content. Um, but you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your audience. Like, like put your mask on first. You're not, you're on a plane, you're on a plane and they tell you the oxygen mask come on. You're supposed to put your mask on first before you put it on the children, you know? So learn how to fucking use the tools and then start helping people. And then if you do help people, you have more confidence that you're actually helping them and not telling them bullshit. You're actually helping them instead of just bullshitting, <laughs> LARPing all over the place. Uh, no, here's like, I got a really good message. Haven't responded to this one yet, but DMs yesterday. In June of this year, after taking a loan against my Bitcoin for more Bitcoin, I pulled everything from BlockFi and into cold storage. Without hearing you express your convictions, I'd have let the I'd have let the loan ride to term on a day of thankfulness for you and for your efforts to help others. I am indeed thankful. So these these are the type of messages that really reinforce why Matt and I do this show. We're here trying our best to to educate you guys about best practices and the the siren calls that exist in the space that will eventually lead to you losing your bitcoin if if you don't if you don't understand the risks that are at play and we're finding out that many pe people uh, particularly 
quote unquote institutions in the space that have been considered trustworthy and ironclad for the better part of a decade in Genesis and DCG's case, uh, where we're not staying humble, we're rehypothecating funds and putting themselves in very precarious situations and by extension, putting your Bitcoin at risk. Since you uh, brought up DCG again, that reminds me, Logan, can you go to DCG.co? DCG.co and then click the portfolio tab on the top. Just do like a quick scroll through, just scroll down. These are all the companies that DCG has invested in, in uh, the quote unquote crypto space. Um, Their tentacles reach far and wide. So if there is, if there is, if Genesis does go bankrupt and DCG gets a massive hit, like it, it, it can affect a lot of people in this industry. Yes. Like how many are there? What is that? Like 150 or something? 125? It's got to be more. <laughs> Barry. Crazy. Barry. Is this karma for Segwit2x, New York agreement? Kind of feels like it. Right. I'll tell you, it's definitely karma for doing all the bullshit with three hours capital that they did. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, what were they thinking? Would love to have been a fly in the wall of those calls between 3AC and DCG. The 3AC guys were like, hey, we have a moneymaker for both of us. Just let us do this, this share game. We'll all make money. You'll make fees. We'll make a premium trade arbitrage. It's yeah, and then the premium flipped, and they all got caught up in it. Yes, because they got greedy. Yes. <sighs> oh, the other thing, uh, I kind of hate Black Friday, but today is Black Friday in America, which is one of our largest sales days on the consumerism side. Um, so, if you don't own a hardware wallet yet. Uh, well, pretty much all the hardware wallet manufacturers are offering massive discounts. So consider getting one today. Or what I like telling people is getting two. Get two of the same one. That way you can set up one. You can send a test transaction to it. And then you can restore your backup on the other one without wiping the first one. To, and it should show the same thing on both. If it shows the same thing on both, your backup worked well. And then you have two, you have two of them that are connected to the same wallet. Uh, so you can put one in a completely different place. You know, you can have one maybe at like a cousin's house or a parent's house or something like that, um, or even a friend's house, because if it's an actual secure hardware wallet, they shouldn't be able to get into it. Um, and then if like your house burns down or something, you have a second backup. I mean, it would suck if your house burned down, but at least you have a second backup of your hardware wallet. Just one thing to keep in mind, like if it's a Trezor or seeds on if it's a hardware wallet without a secure element like it needs to be physically secure they in general they should be physically secure so like don't don't like hand it to your friend and be like can you keep this safe for me don't let no. them know like go over there if you if you want to keep it at a friend's house go over to their house don't hang even, out with them for a couple hours don't even go with this and then you know like hide it somewhere where they don't know it exists don't do that you just don't do that there. don't do that don't it's just it. an option. It's an option for you if, you if you want to do it. Don't tell them it's. Uh... But my point is, you can have them geographically distributed. You can have them in two different places. Um, so it's just nice to get two. I like getting two of the same. Is what I've been telling people lately. If they're if they're just getting started. Yes. 
and probably should note that fire insurance is probably not going to cover your Bitcoin. If they will definitely not cover your Bitcoin. Yes. So just if you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, I got fire insurance," it's probably not going to cover your Bitcoin. You can also you can also cover yourself from fire if you put your secret words into steel. Yes. But now we're just going all the way down the self custody rabbit hole. That's an important rabbit hole to to refresh everybody on. Yeah, every once the steel in a while. backups are nice because they're waterproof and fireproof. Yes. But anyway, get to. I like the idea of getting to. There's Black Friday deals all over the place right now. Yeah, I think cold um, cards 25% off right now, which is a good deal. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on the list. We've got an hour here. Uh, report from Reuters Bahamas regulator confirms an FTX asset seizure after hack accusation. So I guess the Bahama, the regulators in the Bahamas are coming out and say, hey, we seized FTX's assets. Uh, obviously, there was no, a lot so, of. So I, this, I have, who the fuck knows what to believe anymore? But like this goes with another story that, that we have on the list, which is that yes. the FTX quote unquote hacker is using Chip Mixer, which is a custodial mixing service. First of all, freaks never use a custodial mixing service because they not only are you trusting them with your privacy, but they can also steal your funds. That's why we like collaborative transactions such as CoinJoin, where you're never giving up custody and you're, you're still getting a privacy benefit out of that. Um, but FTX declares bankruptcy. Then right after FTX declares bankruptcy, someone starts sweeping the FTX wallets after post-bankruptcy and combining them. And they, they were taking shit coins and they were going on, on, on these like decentralized exchanges and they were selling them for ETH. And they were doing it with, at great cost because the, the liquidity on these shit coins wasn't very good because they're shit coins. So they were taking massive hits to convert them to ETH, which usually only happens in like hack situations because they're afraid they're going to get frozen. Then once they got it to ETH, they used a decentralized exchange and all these decentralized exchanges. Just imagine me saying, quote unquote, every time they're using a decentralized exchange to swap into something called Ren BTC, which then allows them to swap into real Bitcoin to come over to the Bitcoin side of the chain. And they're taking hits along this whole path. And then they go into chip mixer. Now, that like the SEC ver the the Bahamas version of the SEC seems to be saying that it's them that is doing this. Um, it doesn't make any sense that it is them. They should just it seize really and freeze the funds. At all. No, it doesn't add up at all. But so, that's the current official story: is that it's it's the Bahami. So the Bahamian government is using chip mixer. Yeah. So, Logan. Not this thread, but pull up um, <laughs> pull up the other thread from Zach XBT. Should be up in the yeah. So this is uh, basically the on chain analysis loose tracking the Bitcoin that's been moving from FTX and like Matt said, it seems that as of today at one fifty a.m. FTX, the FTX attacker, or maybe the Bahamian Securities <laughs> the Exchange Bahaman Commission <laughs> is, <laughs> is uh, using chip mixer to launder the funds. So far, they've done about 360 Bitcoin. That was at 1:50 a.m. Central today. Um, and here's a flow, a flow chart of of the of the funds moving. And yeah, going back to chip mixer, like Matt said, this is a centralized mixer. 
and now you can pull up the other thread. It's interesting because there's, uh, who knows, again, theory, but there's somebody, Fat Man Tara, who uh, was doing a lot of good threads on the, during the Terra blow up, I believe he called it. And he's essentially got a theory here that Chip Mixer may be a CIA honeypot, considering when it I launched. Kind of, yeah, um, I kind of prescribed to this theory. Yeah, so the theory is... You should just treat all custodial mixers as honeypots because they are honeypots already. Yes. Um, so to... Yeah, base, yeah, go on. Yeah, the, the centralized mixers, uh, yes, you can quote-unquote de-anonymize your Bitcoin. Not centralized because so, the, the, the two main coin join... Besides join market... Uh, the custodial mixers. And Wasabi are, are centralized as well. The custodial mixers. The yeah. custodial mixers... You send them Bitcoin, and then they'll send you somebody else's Bitcoin. So yes, you can break the chain chain analysis there of your. It's UTXs. actually amazing on chain. Yes, it's like it's full. It's not foolproof, but it's really great on chain because they're literally just sending you someone else's Bitcoin. Yes, um, but they you have know. to trust the custodian. Yeah, yeah, they know that you sent them Bitcoin and that they sent you somebody else's, and so Fat Man Terra is postulating that chip mixer. Specifically, maybe a CA front, and probably the smoking gun here is their monetization model, which is a donations model, which is just like, hey, value for value. Yeah, hey, just pay us what you think is worth this mixing service, and then on top of that, they've spent tens to hundreds of Bitcoin on marketing campaigns, on ads throughout the internet as well, which is a bit fishy. And they've been operating on ClearNet; they haven't been taken down yet. But just in general, like it's you. Sh- all custodial mixers should just be treated as as honeypots. Yes, but again, this is weird. The official narrative is the Bahamian SEC is seize the funds, and if they did do that, it looks like not only are they losing funds with all the slippage. I mean, run BTC specifically if they were using that to convert shit coins they into were Bitcoin. Using that. And well. No. Since they yeah. were using that, they they had an insane amount of slippage. Ren BTC was trading at like six thousand dollars, or maybe even three thousand dollars last week. So they were eating a there's slippage on everything. Ten thousand to thirteen thousand dollar per Bitcoin loss, though, which is pretty significant at these levels. Um, yeah, it's all weird. It's all very weird. There's been a lot of major hacks that have gone through Chip Mixer. I, Chip Mixer in the past was using Wasabi 1.0 in the back end. Uh, so it was a custodial mixer that was then also using CoinJoin on the back end. I don't know what they're using now, if they're using Wasabi 2.0 or if they're just doing custodial mixing. Um, but yeah, Chip Mixer has had red flags all over it for, for a while now, but it's been very popular. Uh, so it's not like the most surprising thing uh that would be used but it is kind of if it's the bahamian government it makes no sense because they don't need privacy they're if they already seized the funds that's just like a legal battle with with like creditors and the u.s government and stuff yeah it's all very odd and staying on this odd tip since we're on ftx uh last week during the party rip here in person we mentioned there was a government corruption smoking gun via the fact that FTX via subsidiary was able to acquire Ledger X, which is a CFTC regulated clearinghouse. Uh, It seems like there's another similar instance that has come to light since we last recorded, which is the fact that FTX was also able 
to buy a large stake in an FDIC-insured and regulated bank, Federal Reserve-regulated bank, uh, Farmington State Bank, which they renamed to Moonstone. Um, <laughs> so this is, again, the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Uh, so there's... FTX is not the only one involved with this particular bank. It seems that Gemini and Deltec, uh, Gemini, obviously the exchange owned by the Winklevi twins, and then Deltec, which is the bank that backs Tether, also have a stake in this Farmington state Del-Tech bank. Deltec is the Puerto Rican bank, right? Yes, that, F- that Tether uses for their reserves. Um, so it just gets, gets weirder and weirder. So this Farmington State Bank, it's out of Washington State, and it's been around for over 100 years. And it, it's historically been an extremely conservative bank. There was an article in 2010 that described the owner of the bank explaining why they decided to stop even issuing mortgages to people because the paperwork was just too onerous. They were a very vanilla bank that essentially took farmers' deposits, held them, and and didn't make many loans. But uh, last year, it seems that Alameda, not FTX specifically, but Alameda, the trading arm that FTX spun out of, bought... One in the same. Yeah, essentially one in the same. Bought a large share in this bank alongside Gemini and Deltec and immediately injected it with a bunch of uh, capital... And again, I, I don't know where this goes or what this means, but it is just another weird part of the saga. And on the topic of shit corners buying large stakes in, in regulated financial institutions, uh, it came out this week that uh, one of the founders of the EOS shitcoin, uh, Brendan Bloomer, I don't know if that pronounced his name right, um, bought a bunch of shares of Silvergate on the open market, uh, bringing up block his company blocked out one, which is one of the largest holders of Bitcoin. Cause of course, like, yeah, the EOS, the EOS, hyper Bitcoin is ace. And some of the, the richest companies in the world are going to be the ones that launched ICOs and held all their funds of Bitcoin, like EOS. Um, com- if you combine his personal stash with, his personal holdings of Silvergate with the ones that blocked out one holds, they're almost at 20% of Silvergate ownership. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much weird shit going on. Like how, f- it all stinks. This all stinks. So like Logan has a picture of Farmington State Bank up on, on wow. the screen. Regal institution over there. <laughs> it's literally just a box in the middle of Washington State. Um. Well, I mean, I guess like in-person bank locations are kind of, but that's pretty sketchy. These guys don't even have online banking. They, <laughs> they don't have anything. <laughs> like They're not like Ally or Mercury or some shit. No, I went back and read the 2010 article from some local Washington state paper. And it essentially said that, that like their whole operation, they had like this huge impenetrable vault in the middle of the building that held everybody's money. Of that little building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like a lot, like because of all this bullshit regulations everywhere, like a lot of the value of these financial institutions is like purely their banking licenses. Yes. But that begs the question. Like, It how... sounds like a bank license holding company essentially. Yeah. But even, even so like it, that's one thing probably have to get to the bottom of like how common 
is it for exchanges like FTX, Gemini, Dell Tech to buy shares in these banks just to ride the coattails of the licenses? Like, is that is it that easy to do it? Should it be that easy? Like, what is the due diligence process of vetting these these suitors for these banks? Like, you'd think well, that... Well, you're a public company, like... This is not a public company, but, like, like Brendan just, like, went on to TD Ameritrade and just bought 7% of Silvergate. Like 8% yeah, of Silvergate. but sticking on this Farmington State Bank particularly, like, you'd think that if it's a Federal Reserve regulated and bank sure. that the regulators would want to do due diligence on who's acquiring that license. And if they did do the due diligence, particularly on Alameda, they would have seen that there was some They definitely did up. not do any due diligence. Yes. But I don't know. I'm torn on this one, Marty, because like, I, you know, if there's like a private bank in my like bumblefuck hometown, you know, that's like mostly serving locals and stuff, like I should be able to invest in it without the federal government telling me that I have to complete all this shit. Like, I don't see it. Uh, like, I want to be careful here, like, like just because uh, SBF, you know, was a fraud and a con man and was running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, I First of all, I do not want to see overbearing regulation on Bitcoin, but also, you know, our banking system is completely fucked by regulation right now. And I would like to not see more regulation on that front as well. Like, it's very hard... There's a, the reason we see so few local banks and small private banks is because of regulatory capture and moats, right? It's like all these big banks are able to have 500 lawyers on their payroll and handle all this shit, but the little guys all get fucked. And it's a story we've seen play out in, in many industries in America. I mean, you hear Slim talk about it with, with ranching. And, you know, I... So... Like, I, I want to be careful that it's like we're not like pro burdensome regulation when it suits us. And No, and I would argue that like all this highlights is that the regulation doesn't do anything. Like, it's just. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get rid of it all. Yeah. Like, it's, it's obviously not working <laughs> as is highlighted by this particular case. But yeah. Right. Like, it's burdensome on everybody. And then meanwhile, it doesn't actually stop shit when yeah. it matters. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree with that. This New York Times thing, we have uh, Thrift Fever talking about it, that SBF is like speaking at this, you know, like New York Times elite conference for like $2,500 a ticket. It's got to be remote, right? Like he's not going to fly to the u.s right now right i imagine he wouldn't we got we got a loud car driving by yeah i mean when the, the, is that when is that anyway it's, it's coming up right it's like it might be today few days. um nyt it's a deal book conference andrew andrew sorkin is the cnbc host is moderating it he's got is. a really great cast of characters that are going to be there too it's in five days, November thirtieth. People have to it pay. People have to pay twenty nine hundred dollars to, to get access to this to hear this criminal. 
Yeah, don't spend your money to go to that, by the way. No. I don't think it needs to be said, but just stack sats instead. Yeah, but what is going on? This is like all so weird. <laughs> like, yeah. DCG, Genesis, 3AC, FTX, Alameda, Gemini, Deltec. It's the great cleansing, Marty. I really don't think we escape the cycle without at least a few more players going down, but maybe we do. No, I don't think so either. I mean, imagine like, that. like Nexo and Crypto.com. Like, how do they survive this cycle? I I find it really hard to believe, but I do too. I don't think Genesis is out of the woods yet. I mean, I think I I don't think Genesis survives it either. I mean, you saw my post on Sunday all cap survival like i'm pretty sure dcg is <laughs> gonna get fucking wrapped into all this but we'll, we'll see and and i'm sure like the influencers that uh calling me saying i'm fudding or whatever uh um you know if dcg goes down you're gonna go and delete your tweets meanwhile i don't delete any of my fucking tweets i stand by my fucking opinions so and my takes it's nothing nothing weaker than fucking going around and deleting your bad takes and your defense of FTX after the fact. You can go fuck yourself. We're all paying attention. Yes. I mean, I think what DCG did this week in an effort to be transparent with the markets is actually going to backfire. and People are going to smell blood in the water, taste blood in the water. The blood's everywhere. They're it's fucking gonna... all over the place. It's, it's going to, I think that's going to, it's more than smell the blood in the water. They're just like coated in blood while they're swimming <laughs> in the water. Like, it's all over you. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna create the opposite effect of what they intended with with being transparent. People are just gonna be like, oh, we're not we're not gonna participate in this one billion dollar raise. People are gonna pull funds. Well, people can pull funds from Genesis, but the reputational hit has been has been taken and I'd find it hard to imagine that that people would feel comfortable custodying funds with Genesis or buying GPTC. The only, people, the only people that could justify giving them a billion dollars instead of buying a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, because let's be honest, the only people that will will invest in this raise are people that are, are already invested Bitcoin, Bitcoin focused or crypto focused, right? Like they have to believe in it, at the very least, they have to believe in Bitcoin to even kind of justify this this investment or this bailout. Um, so, so those types of people are obviously already they're they're weighing between you know buying Bitcoin versus doing that. Specifically, buying Bitcoin after DCG, you know, after Genesis goes bankrupt, like you'll get an even better deal on Bitcoin, presumably. Um, and then, and so, not only is, is does it isolate to those types of people it it really probably may only make sense to someone that has massive exposure to genesis yes that they're afraid genesis goes down so they need to save genesis to make sure that their ponzi or whatever doesn't go down and all those people are fucking wrecked right now well this is exact well this is the playbook <laughs> that ftx no this is the playbook that ftx played out in the spring when they were buying voyager and BlockFi, trying to backstop them because they had exposure to ftt and they didn't want them to dump the ftt so they came in and saved them we have uh spur hopco in the comments saying that arc bought more gbtc that's separate right gbtc is trading at its lowest discount that it's ever traded at uh when they bought those those shares um 
I don't understand fully the specifics, but my understanding is if Genesis goes bankrupt, GBTC gets, DCG gets into hot water, so then Grayscale gets into hot water. If they, if they, if they wrap up GBTC and they close it and they, they redeem all the money for everyone, my understanding is they sell it at real value, like the current value of Bitcoin, and then give you the full US dollars. So I'm pretty sure if you own GBTC, you, can you make actually money. make money. Yeah, you actually make money in a DCG contagion event. I'm not positive on that. I would never own GBTC. I've been very consistent on not doing that. But I'm pretty sure that, I mean, it's all bullshit games, right? But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it gets settled at full par value of, of the underlying Bitcoin. Yeah, so you, you probably get full par value minus fees paid to sell. Yeah. Um, so there might be an argument that if you think DCG is going to go down, that GBTC actually owning GBTC could be good. But I, once again, this is just clown world games. Like you shouldn't fucking do that. But yeah, then you have to trust the Coinbase isn't lying and actually has a yeah, that's a big question. There. And then you have to hope Coinbase doesn't go down, <laughs> right? Because who the fuck knows in a, like a DCG contagion event. Yeah, unwinding a so just hold your own keys, freaks. Uh, unwinding a three hundred what is it, three hundred sixty thousand Bitcoin position. Um, just a humble, humble six hundred thousand Bitcoin. That's the other thing. Would so now logically, if they had to dump all that, oh, yeah, and then Z Diddy saying grayscale going down doesn't result in GBTC unwind, the trust would just get acquired. Yeah, there's a good. That's a good point. Like if. If if they're in a fully desperate situation, their one of their last main options is to just sell Grayscale altogether, um, because that's thing still minting fees, right? So like that's like if they that's that's their bread and butter. Like everything DCG has done has pretty much touched to shit, except for Grayscale. Grayscale just mints fees, and it's not just GBTC. They have all their shitcoin versions of GBTC. They have like. The Ethereum Classic GBTC, they have Zcash. Ethereum one, they have like Zcash, they have they have like ten of them, just all these shitcoin ones that are all just minting money. Um, they obviously do not want to get rid of that because that's the one valuable piece of the whole business. Like all those, everything else they have is like pretty much bullshit. Yeah, and now this has me thinking the scenario in which they unwind gptc they would probably freeze the price of gptc to unwind and then if the market knows that they're selling more than three hundred thousand bitcoin as the price fall to that discount level or maybe even below it and that could be a potential scenario where people actually I, lose I money think on gptc z diddy has a good point like they probably would never actually unwind it they'd probably just sell it um, obviously this is all speculation Yes, but definitely not financial they're, advice. They probably sell it before unwinding, but who knows? You know, I'm. Um, you know that meme of like that uh, that heavy set dude just like at peace, like in the water, like mm-hmm. like scrubbing himself, like uh, the world's going to shit, but I'm just like I'm in this warm hot spring. Peace. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. Like there could be chaos, but if you're holding self custody, um, it's short term chaos, and and those Bitcoin are your Bitcoin. 
Yes. And then who knows? We could see like uh, there's still potential of, of some kind of massive short squeeze type scenario where there's just not enough Bitcoin to go around, particularly if it gets like stuck in bankruptcies proceedings and shit. There's just hold your own keys. The storm is, is still going on. It may. It's it literally may just increase. comes back to stay humble, stack size. <laughs> really All does. this is just like, just stay humble, stack size. And then I have people like reply guying me, like there should be a part of self custody and stay humble, stack size. It's inherently self custody. If you're not taking custody yourself, you're stacking IOUs. You're not stacking sets. You're not staying humble. And you're also not staying humble. Correct. Well, yeah, you get the hubris to believe that these trusted third parties are actually protecting your Bitcoin. When history has shown that that is not always the case. All right, let's get on to <laughs> let's get on to the better news. There's a lot of good news in Bitcoin this week too, particularly yeah. around development yeah. and progression in the space. Bitcoin. Core version 24.0 has been released. Um, so this is a a major, what, what do we consider this? A major update? Um, a major release. Yeah, major it's release. It's a full point release. So this uh, comes with the option to have RBF on by default. And then on top of that, it... Uh, for your mempool. For your mempool. And then, so this was the a big discussion. Yeah. This was a big discussion. Obviously, I had John Carvalho on. There's people who don't I want had this. Sergey on, like I had Sergey on Civil Dispatch to talk about it. Marty had uh, John on TFTC to talk about it. Controversial. Uh, we talked about it. Bit devs. It's a controversial uh, update with the RBF, but it seems like it's you, you still have to opt into it. You have it's, to go in and configure it. It's all by default. It's all by default. Yes. To, to enable it, you have to go into your config file on your, your Bitcoin core config file and you have to do mempool to zero. RBF equals one. Yes. Think one. You have to go from zero to one. Um, so that's and also zero confirmation transactions aren't Bitcoin yet. <laughs> um, but there are services like Moon Wallet, one that, that we shill a lot, and BitRefill. That but Moon's getting attacked regardless of this change they're already been attacked they're 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 currently under attack with double spends or yeah yeah um the, the big question is if miners enable it um which they might not right away but they will if fees go up if fees go up they make more money if the fees if they can take higher fee transactions that makes sense or you increase the likelihood that you're going to get the highest fee transaction. And specifically, since we don't have Stratum V2 block construction to the individual miners yet, it's actually the mining pool operators. It's like the six mining pool operators they are going to decide. Because this is a mempool policy. This is not a consensus change. This is, does your mempool, does your waiting list of transactions allow people to replace those transactions with a higher fee if they want to? Yes. Uh, that is the core of this whole debate. Well, it's out there now, version 24.0. Another notable change, this one's pretty important. Uh, there's been changes to the P2P network um, that are going to, uh, what are they, they're making resistant from a certain attack. What attack is it? It's not a potential denial of service attack. Um, 
especially if your node goes offline and comes back, they've made some changes to the P2P network that would reduce the, the potential for these denial of service attacks when you turn your node back on. Anyway, Bitcoin on-chain, Bitcoin Core is very different than Lightning. Lightning is a hot wallet. Uh, a lot of these updates with Lightning, like you need to update them ASAP. Otherwise, you might be at risk of losing funds. Bitcoin Core is a very conservative uh, development process and update schedule. I personally do not rush to update. Um, you know, you do whatever you want to do, but... Uh, it's just good practice in general to, to at least wait a few weeks before you update to a new Bitcoin core version. Yes. Um, if not, if not longer than that. Yes. Um, I run many Bitcoin core nodes. Uh, my main cold storage Bitcoin core node uh, has not even updated for Taproot yet. So Matt's node thinks he's in a coma. Yeah. We're in a coma together. You gotta, you gotta think about the man in the coma. Always have him in mind. Uh, the only other software update we have on the list is Sparrow. Version 1.7.1 has been released. I don't see anything too major here. It's mostly tweaks to the terminal show uh, QR feature code. that he added, the last one. Um, he also added a new tab for paying him stuff specifically, uh, which is the BIP47 reusable payment codes. Uh, love to see it. Craig's a fucking beast. Beast. Sparrow, I, I, I took it for a test run a few months ago, and it's incredible. I'm sorry, it's my took, favorite wallet. Sorry, it took it's me amazing. that long. It is absolutely amazing. Not um, a software update, but pretty prescient. Not prescient, but no, it's what I'm looking for. Timely. Good timing for Hoseki here. They launched real-time proof of reserve, their proof of reserve hub, um, which is an opt-in ability for individuals, institutions, or whoever sees fit to to prove that they have specific reserves. And in the light of everything that's been going on, <coughs> it's a good feature to have. Um, many would argue, I think myself included, it's not ironclad. Um, if you it's do not anywhere close to ironclad. <laughs> no, like you can do proof of reserves, but like we're seeing with Genesis and DCG. They could prove that they have all the Bitcoin, but then you don't know what liabilities they have on the back end. Right. You don't know all the other loans and, and what they owe people. Yeah. It's just one piece of the equation. But I will I would say that first of all, it's 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 strictly better than the status quo of of not proving what you're holding cryptographically. Um, second of all, I like how like practical and pragmatic this implementation is because they know all the exchanges already have verified Twitter accounts. So they do a simple Twitter verification. You know, like if, if you're Binance, you go and you do a simple Twitter verification to, to claim ownership of the Twitter account. And then you just sign a message um, with the keys that you want to include in the, you sign messages of the keys you want to include. So you're not trusting Hoseki with the funds or anything. Um, it's just a cryptographic proof of ownership then Hoseki can list it there. And then because Hoseki is a centralized actor and there's this one hub page, they actually have a policy on their side where no two entities can claim the same Bitcoin, which is something we've seen where like the one will send it to them and then they'll do it. And then send. there's a 60 day waiting period to claim the same Bitcoin. Um, and then it obviously deducts from the previous one. Um, so 
it's practical. It's like a very clean implementation. It's obviously extremely timely and it's opt-in. So if, if uh, we haven't seen any exchanges use it yet, all, a bunch of exchanges are doing their own, like roll your own proof of reserves, um, including Bitmax. Binance. I mean, you know, Binance is the big, the big elephant in the room, obviously. Uh, if Binance went down, that would be crazy. Still possible, always possible. Um, but uh, none of them have done it yet, but hopefully we start to see, start to see them being more proactive with it. Agreed. No, I'm very excited for Hoseki. I was in Riga when Sam Abasi, founder of Hoseki, gave his presentation. I mean, this is just one implementation or one use case for Hoseki. What I'm most excited for for Hoseki is for individuals to be able to prove assets to go, like, get a mortgage or prove that right. they have like assets to get a rent. Level. Yeah. I think uh, Hoseki, in terms of utility, will bring individual Bitcoiners when they try to go do things in the fiat economy will be significant. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example was um, I thought about buying some land uh, last year and like I went to a local bank and I asked him if I could provide a signed message of my Bitcoin holdings and he looked at me like I was fucking crazy, right? <laughs> but with Hoseki, like you get like a nice little sheet printout with like a stamp on it that says like Hoseki certified. Because that's what the bankers want, right? They like want to print out of your fucking stock market account. Like they don't, they don't even understand what cryptographically verified means. Um, this is a very practical thing for Bitcoiners. Yes. Should we throw in some disclaimers here? Yeah, uh, I'm an advisor to Hoseki, <laughs> and they're also a portfolio company of 1031. Um, and we're very close friends with Sam Abbasi. And you can see all of our portfolio companies at 1031.vc. Yes. I liked your bent the other day about uh, <laughs> you had you was like the future is collaborative custody multisig, and then on the bottom was like disclaimer, hodl hodl, and unchained are sponsors of the podcast, sponsors of this newsletter, and portfolio. Just ten thirty one. They were sponsors before I joined ten thirty one. Uh, Sats crap Bitcoin P2P marketplace. This is really cool. I mean, that's just going to happen more and more because like all the projects we like are the ones that we want to support. So yeah, it is what it is. We'll just be very clear on disclosures. And like I said, everything will always be listed on the website. Yes. This is cool. Disclosure. No involvement with this project at all. (laughs) No involvement. (laughs) We don't have to disclose no involvement. Sats crap. Actually, this is done by the scares.city guys who usually do art sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're they're established an existing player in the space, which is natural evolution for them. It seems like. Yeah, I actually went on. I bought something. I saw something cool that I, I think I can put on the bookshelf here. I bought it. It's so very, what was the flow like? Very easy. Just purchase. Um, a BTC pay server invoice pops up. The one UX. So does that get paid? Does that get paid to Scarce.City and then they pay out the vendor? So, so just real quick, Sats crap to the listeners because we kind of just jump this thing is, you know, Craigslist for Bitcoin. You know, you can sell anything you want without KYC for Bitcoin. I mean, people can buy whatever you have for sale for Bitcoin. So what was the flow like, Marty? Is, is there a custodial wallet involved? No, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not sure. Direct to the vendor. Here, try it now. Um, try to buy something, Logan. I'm not sure if it was, it was BTC pay server. One UX... Um, 
But was it scares.city's BTC pay? Yeah, you put in your sh- shipping address. Yeah, don't. You don't have to do that. Um, put in fake stuff. <laughs> well, you could just put the comments. Everyone knows where the comments is. Rabbit. What are we buying? <laughs> I forget. I forget what the flow yeah. is. I, I don't know. I imagine. You don't have to do it live on air. But anyway, it's a cool option. This is something we've been talking about for a while. Um, people are, a lot of people like try to do things like this where they try to make it, you know, decentralized and robust or whatever. It doesn't have to be decentralized. Uh, just a nice, clean, centralized platform where I can buy and sell things for Bitcoin. As long as it doesn't require KYC, it doesn't have to be decentralized. If they ever, if, if governments force these types of entities to implement KYC, then you might then, then all of a sudden, there's an advantage to to having something that's decentralized and robust. Um, but meanwhile, like Craigslist has existed forever, and I mean Craigslist doesn't take any custody of funds, but that's obviously centralized, and you can go buy a shelf or, or you know, whatever a table or TV, whatever you want to buy on Craigslist. I don't need to explain what Craigslist is to people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the custody of funds flow or whatever, but I did get a confirmation email from Scarce City and not the seller directly. Yeah, so maybe Scarce.City takes momentary custody. Yeah. It'd be nice if they did some kind of multi-sig setup, um, like a well, two of three multi-sig. Well, that was the one thing. I think that was my only feedback from UX. I bought something that was worth like $9, and I thought I was paying over Lightning, and it was an on-chain payment. I guess I had a BIP21 enabled wallet. Oh, so maybe it was... Do they not accept Lightning? They might, it, but it was, again, it was the BTC pay server invoice, so, so you have to, like, those, press you the, the click, on the top. and I wasn't paying attention. Well, personal responsibility, Marty. Um, <laughs> it might... If, they're, if they are doing a multi-sig setup, then you can't do Lightning. Uh, so that would be a good reason, but I don't... Like I said, I don't know how their setup is. It's just good to see. It is good to see. You guys can go check that out at satscrap.com. And report back report back to us, Freak, so that we can clarify next week yes. on the specifics. Is there anybody in the comments clarifying? No. No. No, 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 no. All right. We got to get through this list. Back to the bad news. Tornado Cash developer Alexei Pertsev to remain in jail until at least late February. And he's... So they finally gave him charges. Up until this point, he's been held without charges since August. And he's in the Netherlands, uh, just correct? To, just to show how ridiculous this is, right? Like SBF is having lunch with his like family in like a penthouse in the Bahamas. And this guy who just wrote open source code is, is still in jail since August. Um... But they finally gave charges to him. What are the charges? It's like money laundering, right? Like the classic. U.S. Treasury sanctions, uh, which is said to it. They finally charged him and said they're going to hold him to at least late February pending trial. Yeah, it is money laundering charges. Yeah, the classic. That's the other thing. Yeah, SBS going to be speaking at this New York Times event next week. It's got to be remote eating Thanksgiving dinner in peace with his family. And that, that was another interesting tidbit that popped up this week is that his parents own 
tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the Bahamas. And they're like 12 properties or something, right? Yeah. And they're a lawyer and a teacher buying all this stuff. Very. Yeah. But that's just prudent corruption, right? Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta buy off wherever you're, wherever you're basing your legal operation. Yes. Um, just to be clear to the freaks who might not have been paying attention, Tornado Cash was the number one privacy tool on Ethereum. Um, there's some analogies to CoinJoin, but it was a it was a smart contract platform uh, where you like sent ETH into a smart contract. It uses a similar technology that Zcash uses, and then you would withdraw the ETH at some point in the future. Um, that ETH would then obviously have Tornado Cash history, which now is sanctioned uh, considered toxic because it's sanctioned uh but it would break the trail of transactions on the ethereum blockchain um and he's after the sanctions was released it seemed very coordinated they announced the sanctions and then like basically that same day uh the the dutch government which is basically an extension of the u.s government on the financial regulation side uh immediately arrested him and he's a russian national and they they claim that he's a flight risk, even though if he left to go back to Russia, he would be drafted in a, in a very bloody war. Uh, but um, they're going to any 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 people in Bitcoin that they don't like, they are going to they're going to call call us flight risks um, because they'll always say you can't, which is true. You can't prove you don't own other Bitcoin that you're not telling us about. Um, you can't prove a negative, which is also the same issue with proof of reserves but on a whole different uh, ball game. But it's very easy to prove you own Bitcoin and you own certain Bitcoin, but it's impossible to prove you don't own Bitcoin. And then they just say you're a flight risk and um, they, they fuck with you and you don't have any rights and they just destroy your life. Yes. Beware, freaks. It's fucked Beware. up. That's my favorite. That's my, one of my favorite memes of of four years of rabbit hole recap. It's just like, we go down like a super dark fucking rabbit hole. And then Marty just goes, be aware. <laughs> uh, the Netherlands, man, the Dutch, very Orwell. But anyway, we, we try not to talk about uh, shit coins too much, but um, we like privacy. Things like this need to be highlighted. Yeah. This needs to be highlighted. We're not going to stop talking about Alexi. Uh, we will be continuing to follow this case and I hope others do as well. Um, if he gets even a fraction, a fraction of the media attention that this whole SBF FTX scandal gets, that would be ma massively positive. Most people do not want to talk about it. They're scared of talking about it. Um, and, and so they just do not talk about it. And the, the, the first thing he needs and support is awareness, just be on everyone's minds, awareness. Exactly. Yes. Lexi, I'm not sure if. You're allowed to watch Rabbit Hole Recap in Dutch prison, not. but if you are, we're, we're, we feel for I you, brother. you're about to invite him on the pod. <laughs> Come on on. Uh, back to good news. Exciting things happening in the space. The Mutiny Wallet team, which includes a couple of, a few of our friends, Ben oh, Carmen. three rider dies. Ben Carmen, Tony, and Paul. And Paul. They are, they have uh, entered Mutiny Wallet into the, Legends of Lightning tournament that's going on until December 9th, and they've been hacking away on that. And Ben, uh, I believe it was yesterday or Wednesday, 
released that they have made some progress, particularly uh, around being able to run a Lightning node in the browser um, on a desktop and it seems like on a mobile browser as well. And so this is pretty yeah, cool runs, to see. It runs directly in the browser. Uh, it uses LDK. It uses Sensei. Uh, really, really, really cool project. It is very, very beta right now. Uh, it's alpha. You know, don't use it with Tony like screamed at me not to put my funds in it. Um, but uh, they're making very fast progress. Um, I already have a dispatch scheduled with them after they make a little bit more progress uh, for December 5th. Um, so they're going to come on to so dispatch for that. I'm looking forward to that conversation. But these guys are legends. I love seeing this shit. Um, they just keep building. Yeah. It's great to see. It's great to see. And uh, Paul released a, a funny funny video that was yesterday. Part of their hack, their, for their submission, right? For the Boltathon submission. Yes. Uh, which leads us to the last topic that we have on the list before we get to shout outs and, and boost is the uh, Legends of Lightning tournament, which is going on. I highly recommend you freaks go to the projects page. There's 73 projects participating in this tournament right now. Um, really cool initiative. Again, and it's December 7th, not the 9th. Um, but no, I was just scrolling through the projects page earlier today, and there's a lot of cool things that people are working on. Um, the, the last but not, on the Mutiny thing, when you go to back up your seed on Mutiny Wallet, um, the the prompt is write these words down or you'll die exclamation point. <laughs> hey, Best UX in the space. That's good UX. You just scare people into thinking they're going to die. They're definitely going to write it down. Um, yeah, no, again, highly recommend going to the projects page. Look through all these. Uh, there's a lot of cool things in different areas, wallets, social media apps, finance, exchanges, um, just fun little gimmicky apps. There's, there's a lot of a lot of stuff being built on Lightning. And uh, shout out to uh, John's and team over at Bolt.Fun for throwing this this tournament. Yeah, John's is great. The whole team is great over there. Yes. Um, so go check it out. All right. On the shout outs, one of our favorite shout outs to get here at Rabbit Hole Recap is is a check in from our from our Australian freaks throwing the bush back bush bashes over there. I heard about this. Big shout out to all the Aussies traveling to Murundi for the springtime Bitcoin bush bash. This will be the third bush bash for the year and the third. That's wait. I'm like, why are they pumping the spring bush bash in November? It's spring over there. It's fall ah, here. Of course. Different hemispheres. There we go. This will be the third bush bash for the year and the third year of bush bashes. Consistency for the win. This is kicking off with a full FOSS day on the Friday preceding the weekend run by Ministry of Nodes. Our man Katan, who will be schooling us up on building your digital fortress, practical advice, demonstration, and hands-on help. The weekend is going to be packed with sessions on inheritance planning, self-managed super funds, glass node data analysis, new Bitcoin tools, Fedimit answering what is Bitcoin, some FUD busting, and lots more. Let's fucking go. Bitcoin Bush Bash is open to all Bitcoiners and is a rural weekend get-together where we share what we know, build be bonds between us, explore ideas, and laugh together. There's no registration, no KYC, no fees, and no fancy stuff. It's by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners at Bitcoin Bush Bash on Twitter on Bird App. 
safe travels, everyone. And a love sign. Bush Bash is awesome. The guys behind it are fantastic. Uh, if you are in Eastern Australia, you should definitely try and make it. Um, I've only heard good things. Funny story. I met two Australians at BitDevs in Austin uh, last week. And I asked them if they've been to Bush Bash. And they said no. And I said, are you even Bitcoiners if you live in Australia and you haven't gone to Bush Bash? And they let me know that Australia is a very large country and they live on the Western coast. So they live in Perth. <laughs> I didn't ask that much information. They're in Perth. But <laughs> I got I got a little lecture. My college roommate moved to Perth after college. Great little sleepy beach town. All right, we gotta wrap up There's here. A lot soon. Of gas. There's a lot of mining on the western coast of Australia. Yeah, it's hot as hell there though. You gotta figure out the heat dissipation. Shout out to our Australian freaks. You guys you guys have yeah, it tough over you there guys. with your despotic government. Hoping that you guys can well, resolve that. Catan would like me to remind you that uh, Australia has no travel restrictions in now, but America still does. So Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But America never locked their people in the country and wouldn't let them leave. No. But I mean this <laughs> is not not a competition. They all suck. They all do suck. People who don't suck, though, are freaks participating in the value for value model, boosting us via podcasting 2.0. Here are the top four boosts from Rabbit Hole Recap number 227. FTX was a Ponzi and held no Bitcoin. Who's next? Such At Eric99, 100,000 sats. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the insight of both of you. Stay humble. Stack sats. Thank you, Eric. Great advice. Appreciate you. At Set in Stone, 61,020 sats. Grateful for you guys. Rock on, Crouton. Likewise. Appreciate you. At Max, Maximum Outrage, 60,000 sats. Yo, Marty and Matt, it's about time I properly boost you guys. You have taught me a lot over the last couple of years. The knowledge that flows out of all of your shows is unparalleled. Marty, never stop trying to break down the truth, even if Matt sometime, sometimes <laughs> rightly calls you out. Matt, never stop pointing the plebs towards privacy best practices and reminding them they'll get burned if they keep ignoring it. Freaks. Stay humble and stack those fucking sats. Great advice. Appreciate you, freak. At ape, myth rendier. Mythandrier. At ape, mythandrier. 7,777 sats. Sevens across the board. Bear market boost. Thanks for setting up the unencrypted CD chat for my buddies at the NSA. Is that a, is that a slight? Yeah, we, uh, we have a we have a civil dispatch matrix chat that has over eleven hundred bitcoiners in it. You can find a link to it at civildispatch.com. Uh, that was encrypted. I had to set to encrypted on matrix, and for public rooms, like encryption isn't ideal. You know, no, it's it's not not that it's not ideal. It's just you know obviously not foolproof. Any of those twelve hundred members could be logging everything. Um, but they need to do active logging. And the real reason I did encryption on that room was because in Matrix, you have all these different home servers and all the home servers have the logs if you don't do encryption. So there is there is a slight benefit to having it encrypted, even though it's a public chat. Anyway, the way Matrix implements encryption on the large group chats made that group chat very slow to load for people. So it was like slow and unresponsive. So I made a sister chat sister still dispatch chat that's unencrypted and there was like a bit of a 
there's a little bit of a fork war going on between the two chats right now. They're both going to stay up. You can use whichever one you want to use. Um, but uh, there's there were disappointed there were some disappointed freaks. I think. Well, we know how to solve this. You just let your NSA officer, or your FBI agent, know that they were already in the chat. You know they're listening. You say, "Hey, we think we should be able to have these conversations. We're not harming anybody. We're just freaks here, congregating to share ideas." I will say the unencrypted chat is so responsive now. I, I like didn't even. I, it was Stockholm syndrome. Like I didn't realize like how slow loading the encrypted one was until we until we created the other room but anyway freaks you have you have options you have, you can use either beware options exist options are good <laughs> ah, what a week just want to reiterate thankful thanksgiving thankful for you matthew thankful for you freaks we give a shout out to my parents who made the trip down to texas hung out all week oh, that's awesome they leave later tonight so i'm gonna go hang out with them where they bounce and um, shout out to my wife who's incredible extremely thankful for her our two yeah. children our two children life life is good it's chaotic gets crazy uh, can get uh, you can get like the doomer perspective which I tend to do from time to time but you always have to ground yourself in in the small things that you should be thankful for it's not really small things it's a pretty big thing but it's like the most important thing, Marty. Yes. Um, doomer optimism is like is what I like to call it. I, I, uh, everyone's going to get burned, uh, and then we'll learn, and then we'll move to better systems. Um, I'm also feeling very grateful. Appreciate my wife. Appreciate my family. Appreciate my close friends. Appreciate you, freaks. Appreciate Marty, Logan. Um, so many Bitcoiners have basically become close family now, uh, which I'm just immensely grateful for. Uh, actually, Marty, on a completely slightly different tangent, I spent a lot of great time with your brother last last week, which was awesome. Um, I think Marty went home to 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 his family, and 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 me and your brother were uh, at Shiner's. Am I allowed to say his name? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Me and Connor were at Shiner's late, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he was sorry. I not only appreciate my family, I appreciate that. I feel like your family is also an extension of my family now. And so vice versa. Great. No, he was he was uh, opining on the good times you shared as well throughout the week. I love Shiners. Shiners is one of the best parts of Austin. Yeah, I had to tap out. I went um, bar. Foundry. I had an event around the corner here. I went to go say what's up to some Bitcoin miners, and then the clock struck 1030, and I was like, I'm going to bed. I, I had an early <laughs> flight. I had an early flight in the morning, and I went home at like one fifteen because I was trying to be responsible. And I woke up to like a bunch of text messages from Sahil calling me a little bitch. <laughs> Sahil, yeah, he's always one of the last. It's like him and Carmen are like the last two standing at Shiners usually. It was a great. It was they were a great text to wake up to. I was like, I, I kind of deserved it. I'll take it. While while you're struggling to get to the airport. <laughs> yeah, I almost missed that flight. <laughs> I got in as the gate was closing. Uh, well, I hope you enjoy your weekend, sir. We'll be back next week, Thursday next week, unless anything changes. Yeah, Thursday. Back to our usual time. Back to our usual time. Hasn't been our usual time the last couple months, but it's our usual <laughs> time. <laughs> it's our usual freaking time, Marty. <laughs> 
Ah, God, I love you guys. We just make it's important freaks that we make it. We're gonna we always make it work week in and week out. Sometimes the times move. I understand it's inconvenient, but the important part is that we get it done every week, uh, and we constantly join you guys. And we couldn't do it without you. Um, I really do appreciate you all, and uh, stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love. We're gonna win, freaks. We're gonna win. Damn right. <laughs>